0: Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers, and I am joined... Today, by the one and only She Reads Truth Chief Content Officer, Jessica Lamb. Jessica, Hello. welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thanks. For those of you who listened to the genealogy series, I was just on for that. And I'm I excited it. to be back
0: for Romans for a book of the Bible, our bread and butter. Our bread and butter. Okay, so we are on week two of our five week series, studying the book of Romans. Last week, Amanda and her guest Rianon Bow, I probably pronounced that incorrectly. If I did, I do apologize, but I think that's really close. If we said it with an Australian accent, we um, get a little bit closer. Yeah, but I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure. Yes. But they really talked through kind of the first chapter one, chapter two, and then the first half of chapter three. And yes, one and a half chapters is what they covered in the first week, which that's Romans, right? It's Romans. That's Paul.
1: That's Paul. There's <laughs> yes. so much there. There's so much to
0: read and dissect and work through. I know. It was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons, Jessica, that I love having you as a guest for really all the podcast episodes, but this one in particular, is you are an actual student of the Word. Mm -hmm. As a human, as an adult woman, you are a student of the Word, but you are enrolled in school as a student of the Word, which is just extra special, and I love that.
1: Yes. A little fun tidbit about that for anyone who feels like it's too late for them to go to seminary. I am in the second to last semester of a 10-year journey to yeah. finish my seminary degree. I started 10 years ago, took a little break for about seven years,
0: and then have come back around to finish it up, and it's been wonderful. I love this. And it's not as though you are a someone with a lot of spare time on your hands. Not too much, no. no. Uh, you've got three kiddos at home, little ones. Yes, and- seven, three, and... Let's see, 18 months. 18 months. You are doing this. I'm yeah. proud of you. It's also really
1: special because our team at She Reached Truth, our editorial team is, besides me, actually, everybody has a THM or an MDiv or an MA in theology. And so it's a great group to work with, yeah. our editorial team, because everyone's been through it. Yeah. And also, it's so applicable to our work. I think when I went back to finish the degree, I only had a few credits left, and I thought, well, I might as well. It's very it's very relevant to our <laughs> yeah. day-to-day work. Yeah. But it's been so beautiful. When I first started, I was fresh out of college, and I loved studying God's Word. But taking a break and coming back to it, especially having done so many reading plans with the she's and, right. and understanding exactly what I wanted to learn and exactly yeah. what holes I still had to fill because I had heard from so many women, right? Yeah. We've done this work yeah. together for about six years now. We know what we do. We know how we approach reading scripture. We know what's important to us as a company. But to also hear and think about, well, these are the questions that I know that she's asked. These are the questions that that I know that they're asking when working on books. So let me make sure that we're covering all our bases. Let me make sure that I'm... Finding out what commentaries we should be reading to, right. to help support this whole community. So it's been a really beautiful journey.
0: So I imagine that you know your work here and your time here really did even inform kind of how you wanted to wrap things up in this degree. Exactly. And just like thinking about like everyone listening, me like personally and the girls on our team, like we have benefited from your education and from the education of the other girls on the team. Yes. Like, just truly like the work that's done there, it shows and the work that we put out and actually share with the world, with the she's. But it's neat to think about that. It's very fun. I have a— So thank uh, you.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I have a special color that I take notes in for, hmm, this reminds me of the She Reads Truth Reading Plan, or ooh, let me check on that. This is related to
0: something that will be helpful in the future. Yes.
1: You know what's also been so special? And I'll say this to the she's listening, because this was so encouraging to me as a she's. There are a lot of faculty members yeah. at my school, at seminary, and a lot of other pastors and people who also read with us.
0: Wow. And so it's been so
1: special to see that relationship. Yeah. And I know that, that I think sometimes we can feel like, oh, gosh, I don't have enough degrees, or I don't know enough to come to the Word of God, or oh people who know more than me don't need this kind of yeah, daily habit yeah. and to know that the spectrum of who needs to be in God's word every day is uh-huh. all of us yeah and that that daily habit and the being in the word and the letting God's word shape us and the meeting with God yeah. every day through his word mm-hmm. is something that whether you're brand new to faith or whether you have, you know, a doctorate in Old Testament, ancient Semitic, you know, literature whatever it may be that there still is this desire to read and yeah. be part of a community and to open God's word fresh every day. I don't know. And so it's also been really beautiful. I don't know, in that just to see that all of us are yeah. welcome and that all of us need this. Yeah. And that that's good. No degree or amount of education or de- lack thereof. or lack thereof determines the quality of like your heart before yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And that it's it's so fun for me to learn things, and also I'm in as much need of the words shaping me personally every day yeah. as any person who has no degrees in anything. So yeah. I think that's been really special and beautiful, too. So lots of thoughts about school. but I love that. It, it feels like it's hopefully meaningful to our she's to hear some of that, too, about that we want to, because of this work, honor and go first and kind of do that work yeah. for our community but also then we get to come back around like on podcasts. Yeah, and, and talk and, about it and nerd and, out and then, a little bit And then come it. back and be shaped by it too. That's Be true. shaped by it in our hearts, even though we maybe had head knowledge around exactly. it. Then to come back and say, okay, now I get to just join in and be a she and read it because yeah. we still need the word as well. I mean, so. that
0: happened to me like this as I was preparing for this week, just like – a real, like, laying low of, wow, this is for me. Yes. Like, just like the gospel is for me in a profound way, to feel that the gospel is profound as someone who has believed in Jesus for her whole life. Like, yeah, that's what Scripture does, right? And even for Romans,
1: that Romans is a plan that our community has done before yeah. and loved doing together. Yeah. But to come back around even a few years later and say— it's ever one and done. Never. It's yeah. never. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, oh, Romans, I, read I got Romans, it. So I'll
0: skip that yeah. one. Yeah. What's the sequel? What's the yeah. next thing yeah, for yeah, book yeah.
1: club to know? oh, we actually can read it with different eyes and a different lens and from a different
0: time in life. And from a different stage in life. And I think that that's been big for me. It has just been like, I don't know, it was how three, four years ago that we— It had to be more than that. It was than me. That. I want oh, to say like it was six, six or seven years ago. So right. I was—I mean, I was in my early 30s mm-hmm. when I read Romans for the first time, and now I'm a 40-year-old. Mm, look at—yeah, a lot of lived-life experience. A lot more lived-life experience. Older, older kids. And a lot more interaction in that six years, let's mm-hmm. say. With scripture. Yeah. Like I've been since then, since I was in Romans last, like in earnest, I was in Leviticus. I was in 1st Chronicles. Like all of these things are like now informing the way that I read Romans this time.
1: Yes. Right? Because you have even this larger picture of. The Grand Narrative of Scripture, which you aren't just learning because you want to be a good student. You're learning because this is showing us how God has worked and through seeing how He's worked, who He is. And so then to come back to this book and go... Oh, yeah, I get even more what we're talking about here, and that it has meaning, Yeah, whether it's your first time or your 10th time. Yeah, I'm trying
0: to do I, the math really right now of like over six years, how many books of the Bible as a She Reads Truth community we've oh, read. Gosh. I mean, just so many is the answer. Uh, it's everything but Jude. In the last six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so 65 books yeah. of the Bible we have read, and now we're back, circled back to Romans. Yes. Um, and Jude, we will get to you. Yeah, he's coming. It's hard to make one book for uh, such a small book, but he's coming. Yeah, don't you worry. Stick yeah. around. Yeah. Jude, Jude's going to come <laughs> if back. The chief content officer says it's so. It, will be, <laughs> it so. will be so. I love that. Okay. Well, so the whole reason we started talking about. Jessica, you as a Mm -hmm. guest and as a student of the Word, as a human and as an actual enrolled student, is because before we hit record, you said something to me, not like totally in passing, like, of course, but a little bit like you were like, well, there's really four ways to go through the book Mm -hmm. of Romans. And I was like, well... Tell me more, but wait until we hit (laughs) record.
1: Share that with everybody. Share it with with
0: the class, I was like, the whole class wants to hear this. (laughs) Because I actually, that's new information to me. Teach us. Yeah. What do you know? So one of the things that's been
1: really wonderful about the She Reads Truth experience and being part of this community is that we have women from so many different denominations and backgrounds. I love that. And I think that for all of us, no matter your tradition, usually we're kind of in our space, right? We go to our... Methodist church, we go to our Baptist church, we go to our Presbyterian church, and that's where you are being taught and being fed and learning about the specific way that your church and your denomination approaches Scripture and approaches life in community, and that's good. Yes. We, we love different denominations, and we love just the richness that comes when you understand your tradition and why do we order our church this way? Mm-hmm. But there are also those same kinds of traditions that shape how we read Scripture, And it can be really wonderful to step back and see how is this certain lens applied to this text highlighting certain things. Oh, and if that's what I'm most familiar with, what are kind of the other major ones? Yeah. Uh, So
0: you're talking like when we talk about like motifs in scripture. So like, oh, there's a garden motif. There's a water motif, a blood motif. Like these like big picture things can also be applied then to the book of Romans? Yes, kind of like that. Or
1: thinking about different traditions where there are some traditions and some streams that really do a wonderful job of emphasizing maybe even like the liturgy, right? Okay, cool, yeah. So you're part of a tradition that really has a rich sense of where we've come from. Yeah. So we're going to order our services a certain way. Mm -hmm. There might be certain prayers we're going to say that we come back to or hymns that we come back to. A little more liturgical than maybe traditions that I've been a part of that maybe value more like, ooh, the newness of a thing. Yeah. And both things are good. Right. Both things yes. reflect something wonderful about the rich history of the church, even mm-hmm. as a community that we do mm-hmm. Advent and Lent, right. but we don't wholly follow the church calendar, yeah. right? We we do it at different times of the year. So a tradition that values a more liturgical, rhythmic approach to the calendar is rooting us and grounding us in our lives and our weeks, reflecting the church year, and you can speak more to that than me. I just maybe summarized
0: right. a practice that's not my own, but <laughs> but but like even like the practice of like truly kneeling, getting mm-hmm. on our knees yes. on a Sunday morning, or like you know taking communion every Sunday, right? Where, you know, as opposed to on holy days or yeah, something or like sometimes. that. Yeah.
1: Or I know that you have a really rich love of hymns, I do. and just that mm-hmm. oh, this song mm-hmm. being sung for generations and generations, and this this portable theology. Yeah, those are good things, and I've learned from you about that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the traditions that I grew up in more valued. Ooh, how do we respond with like creativity and like new orders of service? Yeah. Or how do we kind of match this to the needs of the community at a certain point? Neither one is Wait, wrong. No. And we both learn from each other different, yeah. different values. So when okay. I want to talk about reading Romans to your original question, mm-hmm. there are sort of some traditions that tend to emphasize different things. I'm borrowing a lot of this from a wonderful professor I have. His okay. name is Dr. Joey Dodson. So Feel free to look him up. He loves Paul. He loves the book of Romans. This is his area of study. And so he taught me so much about some of these like really wonderful Christian traditions of where we see sort of the emphasis of the book of Romans. Yeah. And I wanted to share those because how he demonstrated that is he said, imagine that there's a, you know, like a peak of a mountain. There might be different switchbacks and different trails that lead to the top. They're all leading to the top and they overlap at different points and different times. They maybe meander, but it's about just emphases.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that example. Because it's
1: not saying, well, pick one. Well, because of course, pick one path. Yeah, seeing all four of these are present in how Paul is writing and explaining. So these sort of four big things kind of talk about where is the heart of Romans and which part of Romans helps us understand the whole best. And the short answer is, all of them. All of them. Um, (laughs) Sure, yes. So the first one is kind of the classic Reformation trail. Okay. And that emphasis is really on chapters 1 through 4 of Romans being the heart of Romans. Okay. And would say that the emphasis of Romans really is that we are justified by faith alone. That salvation by faith, faith in God, belief in Jesus Christ, that that is the heart message Mm -hmm. of the book of Romans. And of course, we hear that and we say... Well, of course that's a theme of Romans. Yeah, we don't
0: disagree with that. No one disagrees with that. Absolutely, Yeah,
1: and so in that tradition, there's mostly the emphasis on chapters one through four. Okay. Because there's such a richness of looking at the Mm Jewish-Gentile conversation, but also about what that means for us now to be justified by faith alone. And that emphasis, not by works, it's here. Got it. Wonderful. Yes, amen. Great. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. The second lens— looks at chapters five through eight as kind of the heart of Romans. And so you and I have the oh, fun okay. thing where we get kind of the oh, okay, back yeah. and forth between the two right uh-huh.
0: now. But the, I mean, five through eight, thats we get the believer's triumph. Yeah, right? there's, there's okay. great stuff in there. And yeah. that's
1: exactly right. So people who write and talk about chapters five through eight being the heart of Romans, mm-hmm. will talk about the heart of Romans, kind of the main thing they want to emphasize being the triumph of believers and how, yeah, the past matters. Yeah, the future matters. But right now... This matters. It's the faithfulness of Christ uh-huh. that changes who I am and how I live that invites me to persevere. So, even in those two examples like I'm
0: walking in victory right now. Right now.
1: And even in those two, which are kind of the two most prominent ones, I think, of where the heart is. Even there, you see even two different ways to share the gospel, and both are true, right? Because I hear 5-8, and
0: I'm like, yes.
1: Yeah. But even in the first one, maybe what you emphasize more is like, we are guilty, Mm -hmm. but we have been made right. Mm -hmm. That is obviously true. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful story to tell about what, what Christ has done for us. But in the second, what you emphasize is the triumph and the freedom, Right, It's yeah. that, hey, death, sin, evil, these things that you feel a weight of, the door's been opened, mm-hmm. you've been set free, there is freedom from death. And again, of course the two are connected, yes. but it's kind of where you're focusing. Okay.
0: I'm fascinated, I'm, fascinated Isn't right this interesting? Because yes. again, you I can see this. how
1: they're all true, and they complement each other, and they switch back and forth between one another, but it's just which one do you see as like, yeah, this is Paul's point. Well, maybe his point's all these things. The third would be looking at chapters 9 through 11 as the heart of Romans. And looking at the history of Israel, this Jewish-Gentile divide, and looking at Jesus as sort of the climax of the covenant. Okay, yeah. Which, again, is woven all throughout, but saying, that's what it's all leading to, and then unpacking.
0: Like, when I read 9 through 11, like, it felt a lot like, like, how we got here. Like, how did this even happen? Like, why are we all here right now?
1: Here's the history. Yeah. And then the fourth perspective is looking through 12 through 16, saying, the heart is actually the end. The heart is in looking at these conversations about the real people who are receiving this letter. It's this huge, lengthy Mm -hmm. thanks and gratitude moment where so many people are named, and he's really unpacking who's there in the different households. And that's unusual in in ancient letters. And so saying, actually, a lot of women named. Lindy Jacoby's ed letter in this book is really great Mm -hmm. talking about that too, Mm -hmm. uh, so would recommend. Mm -hmm. But saying, actually, when we read Romans, the heart of Romans is the end. The heart of Romans is the people that he's writing it to. So,
0: Again, and like at the end of Romans, like you are also getting that like this is how we should live. Like yes. this is a mark of a believer. Like they will know that we're your yep. disciples by your love. Right? All of, yeah. all of this theology, mm-hmm. all of this
1: unpacking of a treatise, led to this moment right here. And so we were talking okay. about this at the beginning because there are parts of Romans that, depending on your tradition, tend to really resonate with you. And so for me, that second, that gosh, I've been set free from this. Yeah. There is freedom really resonates with me, like this defeat, this victory that we get to live in right now. Yes, to this past moment. Yes, to this future moment. But that it changes things now. Dr. Dodson said in talking about this that in that kind of second emphases, if the question is, oh, when were you saved? You would say, oh, on on the cross. On the cross. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That was really funny. But, you know, that might be really wonderful. But when we approach this reading plan, Mm -hmm. we really approach the reading plan through this kind of lens of 12 through 16. Yeah. Of... The last time we did this book, we did Romans to There's a Community, we looked kind of at one through four, yeah, and chapters one through four.
0: The Romans Road.
1: We talked about the Romans Road. We talked about the freedom we experience, beautiful themes, Mm -hmm. but we said, what if we kind of frame the reading experience and ask questions through this lens of reminding us that Mm -hmm. this wonderful, weighty theological treatise was written to answer like real problems that real people... We're having, yeah. and how does that change how you read it? Not to like argue about, yeah. I don't know, all the things we love to argue about when it comes to Romans, but to start with, those things are interesting and true, and also were all good news for these very real people. Yeah. So, how's it also good news for us? So, there's a really quick little summary of a seminary class, I but of oh, just different perspectives that people bring to
0: Romans. That was fascinating. Also, if Paul could see us now. <laughs> like, I if feel Paul like he would be like, oh now. my word, y'all have overthought <laughs> us. I wish that he could be our third guest. Like, I wish that we could be like, Paul, Paul, Which, like, what did you mean? Like, I feel like he'd probably be like, oh yeah, it was a letter, all of them. It was a letter to the Romans, like a whole group yeah. of people, and they all needed to hear different things. Yes. And like, not just in that as the first audience, but over time, and like, yep. y'all needed to hear different things. I'm sure Paul said y'all. I'm sure. Yeah, all y'all. All even. y'all, all y'all. Yeah.
2: Well, Paul, thanks for joining us. <laughs> hey, friends, pausing this conversation to tell you about one of our podcast sponsors, Haya. Now, it's no secret that typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise, right? They're filled with tons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that your kids just don't need. That is why Haya was created. It is the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. It has 12 organic fruits and vegetables, 15 essential vitamins and minerals, and Haya has zero sugar. It's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, all the things you want in a children's vitamin. And somehow, kids still love it. And I have to tell you, so do all the moms with young kids here at the Shearage Truth office. So if you want to see if Haya is right for your family, we have a special deal just for you where you can get 50% off your first order. Just go to HayaHealth.com slash truth. Your first order will arrive with a super cute bottle that your kids can decorate with stickers and then each month's supply of vitamins will arrive right at your door. You don't even have to think about it. This deal is not available on the regular website, so be sure to go to Haya Health, that's H-I-Y-A, H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash truth and claim your discount and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey friends, Amanda here. I am excited to announce to you that we have a new edition of a community favorite reading plan called Psalms for Prayer. God's people have used the book of Psalms as a guide for worship and prayer for generations. In this three-week reading plan that has updated content, updated design, it's going to guide you through 15 Psalms to pray in a variety of of life circumstances. I really do believe that Psalms for Prayer is going to be a timeless resource that you and I are going to return to over and over for years to come because it just helps direct our eyes back to God Through the gift of the Psalms and His Word. Now, we have a lot of products to go along with this study. There is the study book, the reading guide that you'll have to guide you through each day's scripture reading. Also, if there's a guy in your life, a husband, a boyfriend, a friend, a group, this is the perfect study to do together as a couple or as a group of friends. So we do have She and He bundles that will save time and you can experience the beauty of the Psalms together in community. There's also a Psalms for Prayer pocket edition. There's a 12 card set. So many beautiful resources that we think will be really meaningful to you to pair with this experience in the Psalms for Prayer reading plan. So head to shopshereadstruth.com slash Psalms. The reading plan starts Monday, August 14th. The last day to order with standard chipping and ensure that you get everything in your hands by the time the plan starts is Friday, August 4th. That's shop songs. slash psalms.
0: Okay, so here we are in really then kind of the end of chapter three mm-hmm. um, in this second week of Romans, but like now I'm compelled to kind of like move to that like second yeah. mov- movement of Romans and like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Okay. I know for me reading through,
1: even in this time, there was just a lot of beauty for me And why does this matter now? And I know that you yeah. had noticed that as well. There was something uniquely kind of powerful yeah. in this read through. Yeah. What, what was
0: that for you this time? I mean, I feel like especially in Romans chapter 5, like that first bit, and again, Jessica, like we just said, like... I've read a lot of books of the Bible mm-hmm. since my last reading of Romans. And so when I read, you know, Romans five one that says, you know, therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through— and I just stop right there. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, like, record scratch. Like, peace with God is—that's no joke. Yeah. And maybe this is, like, more like chapter 1 through 3 part of me. Yeah, this no guilt. Like, no guilt. Yeah, no guilt. Yeah. But, like, I feel that. Like, my soul, like, mm-hmm. reads peace with God— And I just go, like, but I don't deserve that. Like, that is so, like, such good news to me to get to have peace with God. Like, and all of this day, what day is that? Day 10, mm-hmm. like reading like the justified are reconciled and like starting in verse six. And then, of course, of course, like the related readings, you know, going through Isaiah and it's saying, you know, I will not always be angry and like peace, peace to the one who's far or near and I will heal him. Like this peace, peace yes. conversation. And then, of course, through Ephesians. I read that this week and just felt like, Thank you. Yeah. Like, just truly moved by, like, that I get to live. Like you said, what we're reading here is, like, in this present moment, mm-hmm. my victory is that I have peace with God. Yes. And right as now. a Gentile. Right? Yes. Yes. That even though that's not—you weren't
1: part of this original thing, but you were. Right, it yeah. was anticipating that. And I love that even having been in Chronicles for Lent with the community yeah. and having, you know, spent some time in, in the prophets, that even what Paul says in this section of reading that— the law no longer holds us, but the promises are still there. Right. The promises aren't null and void. Right. They're, they're met. Yeah. And we're invited into them, and it's a different way of kind of approaching this whole conversation that is really encouraging from this point in salvation history. Right. In twenty twenty three. Yeah. To look back and see that there's still so much value in the Old Testament. Man, but is we're not there... guilty. Yeah. But the promises are still something that we can and even celebrate. To, and
0: even to read, like truly, like I'll read some of chapter 5, verse 6 says, for while we were still mm-hmm. helpless, like it's what you were talking about, at the right time, I love that, Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then it goes on, but like, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? And then it goes into like, that's why we boast. Like, that's our victory, right? That it's not just something that God— tells us
1: that he loves us, or that we're forgiven, or that we're set free, it's not just words. It's words accompanied by a depth Mm -hmm. of action, yeah, and a depth of action that involves the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, that there's this demonstrative act that he shows us, like, this is the depth of my love for you, Yes, is incredibly beautiful. And that in showing us the depth of his love for us, he also shows us the depth of evil, And the depth of suffering that he holds for us that makes room for our own sin and also our own ways we've been hurt by sin Mm -hmm. and our own suffering, that all of that is demonstrated in this act of love. The depth of like
0: the debt that was owed. Yes.
1: Ours. While we were still far off. Exactly. While we
0: were still sinners. And this idea
1: that as individuals, we can be forgiven. We're forgiven for our culpability in those things and also that... He is also covering and seeing and freeing us from the depths of all the ways that all sin for everyone that has. Yes, the curse, the enemy, the evil Mm -hmm. that also, you know, we kind of still live in a world where we're seeing that undone. Mm -hmm. I don't know, that idea that both things are part of what's happening in the cross and that his, His love for us is both. Yeah. Our own guilt and the ways that we're enslaved or trapped or wounded. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And this, just like the good news as we read Romans through all these different lenses and year after year after year, realizing like, ooh, the good news is so good. It's it's so, so good. good. And there are so many
0: layers to it. Yeah. And even thinking about it. And the more you read about it, the more you understand it, and the better it is. And we, I mean, no, it's always as good as it it's is. It's always as good <laughs> as, as the it more, is. Like, the more we realize how good yeah, it is. Well,
1: yeah. And just that at different points in each of our stories, mm-hmm. different parts of that – just like you say, just strike us and sit with us. And I think that that for me, this piece of like, oh, in suffering, in hardship, in in death, in these things that are the continued outworking of the original curse and fallenness, oh, the goodness of the cross is that Christ takes on all of that. Mm -hmm. And then this pivot, even on day 11, is that there is life in Christ. yeah, And so we're that's taken care of, it's dealt with, mm-hmm. and what we're given is flourishing, abundant life. Yeah. And so I kind of want to jump to day 11, if you okay, don't mind. Go. This is the I second half. Yes. I mean, listen, Romans. Mm-hmm. Romans. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hit for a reason. <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's a hit for a reason. But even in Romans, so Romans 5, day 11, we're talking about death through Adam and life through Christ. And so it says that, I'm going to read quite a bit of this. Oh, I would love that. I okay. think our listeners love it, too. Okay, great. Yeah. So, this is Romans 5, 12 through 21. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death spread to all people, because all sinned. And skipping ahead to verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if by the one man's trespass the many died, how much more have the grace of God and the gift which comes through the grace of the one man Jesus Christ overflowed to the many. And then jumping ahead again to verse 18. So then, as through one trespass, there is condemnation for everyone, so also through one righteous act, there is justification leading to life for everyone. Hmm. For just as through one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so also through the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. And so it goes on and on and on, but it's just that there's that, that there is this moment, and Mm -hmm. this moment is beautiful and it's good, Mm -hmm. but what we're freed from. From is also being freed to something, and that's life. That's it's good. The, it's life. And I know we just did a living hope as yeah. a reading plan, as a community. But this whole idea that there is resurrected life, yeah. that what there's death with Christ, there yeah. are things that die with Christ, and there's also things that are resurrected. Yeah. There are things that are made new, there's new hope, there's new
0: life. It feels like we're there's set like free. a whole like body posture yeah of like I mean even like through the book of Romans where you're like laid low by the reality of like the righteous judgment yes. right and then it's just like yeah but the gospel is for you like yep. God he died for you while you were still a sinner and like you're starting to lift your head up you mm-hmm. know and then you get like and then he like picks you up and he's like stand up like it's more than this like it's now go and like yep. live this like new life in Christ like I love right I think it's verse 21. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace will reign mm. through righteousness. Like, i have tried to even think about, like, what does it mean that grace will reign, yeah. right? Through righteousness. That's
1: amazing. It is. And it's so funny because— my Southern Baptist background is coming through here because that's, <laughs> what, that's what you recite in baptism, right? Okay. In a baptism by immersion, mm-hmm. there's a like buried with Christ and that's the underwater and it's this idea of like the going under, the yeah. going down, the looking down and then it's, you say, raised to walk in the of life and so there that picture yeah. of coming out of the water is that and so it's even in like some of the symbols that some people may or may not practice, there's that and the other interesting I thing. I love that, yeah. May I go on a slight side tangent about baptism? I would be disappointed if you <laughs> okay, didn't. great. The wonderful thing is is that in Romans, we get kind of that picture, right? The kind of classic baptism yeah. by immersion picture, but the other picture of Infant baptism, Mm -hmm. this idea that baptism is like a new mark of circumcision, Mm -hmm. that it's an infant Mm -hmm. because it symbolizes being part of a community, being part of this covenant group, this promise and anticipation. Mm -hmm. Also, there's a lot of language in Romans from there. So it's kind of fun to even be in this book and see so many rich traditions that are such meaningful symbols now that we do with baptism that even kind of two of the more popular ways of showing baptism, also kind of find their roots in the theology of Romans. Isn't that
0: fun? I love that. Something for everybody in Romans. (laughs) So one of the things that I love, like, when you hear at our church, for example, like, when you hear, like, these, like— Covenant promises, mm-hmm. like even like recited as a congregation over new babies, yes. or small children, or whatever it is. There's this thing that is said and it's recited like the prophets and the prophecies were written for you, yeah. Like this, like that Christ died for you, like and it goes through like this list of all these things that were done for you, yes. And then it says you couldn't possibly know this now, but we commit to tell you about yes. this until you know it for yourself. I love it. Isn't that great? And so like it's everyone's promise to those kids to like, it's our job yep. that you do know this. Yeah. I
1: do feel like we maybe should have called this book
0: Romans or something for everyone. There's something for everyone. <laughs> something. Something. No G. Oh yeah. Something, it's an apostrophe. Something, something yeah, even. I mean Paul, he he loved a little Southern Dwayne. We can, we, we, can, it, we, can we can we can turn to our Paul did. that we've
1: established. Yeah, We'd say, he's would over say y'all, this yeah. Third empty chair <laughs> yes, in our
0: room. <laughs> Paul what a guy
1: well and looking at this passage and thinking about these pictures of baptism these pictures of community these pictures of mm-hmm. togetherness and looking forward even that both have this perspective yeah. it's there's also this presence that you see of mm-hmm. where the faithfulness lies mm-hmm. and that we have faith right we have belief we have faith and also that our faith is in the faithfulness yeah. of Christ right and that it's the faithfulness of Christ that reveals god's righteousness And his faithfulness leads to our faith. Exactly. And so this beautiful picture of this relationship between our faith and his faithfulness, I think, is so beautiful to even read in this passage about about Jesus and about life through Christ and what that looks like.
0: Yeah. And then he—I mean, Paul takes us through chapter 6, which I, like, obviously understand that he didn't put chapter numbers. But, like, (laughs) he takes us forward even from this, you know, death through Adam, new life in Christ. And we get a little bit of like conversation from him about what new life in Christ looks like. And he mm-hmm. does this for us at a couple of places in the book, at the end as well, just like what does it now look like to be in Christ? And and it's honestly a really sweet conclusion to this week to yes. like be looking at like well if we've been united with him in the likeness of his death, then we'll certainly also be with him in the likeness of his resurrection. And then that death no longer rules mm-hmm. over him. So you too consider your yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And then from chapter 6, verse 12 goes on, Therefore, do not let sin reign Mm -hmm. in your mortal body so that you obey its desires. And do not offer any part of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness, but as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God and all the parts of yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. Mm -hmm. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under the law, but under grace. And his audience here, Jessica, correct me if I'm wrong, like primarily Gentiles, And he's going, like, this is what it's got to look like for you to live in response to life in Christ. Yes. Right? I mean, that's amazing. It is. And it's just that there's freedom. And it's for freedom you've
1: been set free. For freedom you've been set free. So don't put on Mm -hmm. what Christ has taken off. Yeah. Don't go back to what you've been released from. Yeah. Those things that scripture in different parts of scripture talks about of being, you know, the old, being things that lead to. Death in your relationships and your sense of self mm-hmm. in uh, your communities, putting those things aside because those are not things yeah. of God.
0: Second Corinthians five, like you're a new creation, that old has yes. passed away, the new has come. And that is reading like it's like you know the Bible. It's like I know scripture. That's yes, nice, yes, that's nice. We, yeah. we did that
1: We did that on purpose, I'm uh, sure. Yeah.
0: But I think that, like, that's a conversation, Jessica, that we maybe even had earlier this year on a podcast episode, might have been for Second Chronicles, mm-hmm. but like that true, like. Put to death. Yes, the sin. Like it's not like I've got it under control. Mm-hmm. Like I've got it like figured out, and it's in a smaller spot now, and like I can hand. It's manageable. Mm-hmm. Don't make your sin manageable. Yeah, get rid of it. Put it to death. Like you know, live a
1: new life. This is getting ahead of our twenty twenty four first no, year's it. reading plan. So get I won't excited. reveal what the title is because we don't have one yet. We don't have a title I yet. We don't have a title yet, and I won't get much deeper than this. But I'm excited. I've been writing, and we've been reading and researching around this idea in scripture that. Judgment and salvation are both part of recreation. Okay, yeah. And that this picture you get in the Old Testament, we sometimes will parse these things out. We'll say, oh, look, there's those chapters where God's putting things to death or you know, calling out for justice and rebuking, rebuking. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say, oh, and look how kind he is here that mm-hmm. he restores. Both things are a kindness that to yeah. make things new, to restore things, to bring about new life means looking at those things that are evil Mm -hmm. and that are sinful. That If we think of sin as distortion of what is good, of something that's warped from how God wanted it to be, and not because he's a buzzkill or he hates fun, but because those things do not lead to life and abundant life and right relationships with God and with ourselves and with each other, that for him to look at it and be like, These things that are so evil and destructive... They're gone. They have to I'm, go. I'm destroying them. Mm-hmm. I I won't let them continue to like mold or an infestation, right? Mm-hmm. To eat away at my people and yeah. at the way that I've designed things to be. We've got to get rid of them, right? Like if you think about lice or fleas, right? Like I don't want a little bit of lice or fleas. No, I want them gone. gone.
0: Like those are not nice things. They're like, gross. When you see a spider or a snake in your house, you're like, burn it down. Get it out of here. Yeah. Get it out of here. No, not even like get it out of here, burn the whole house down.
1: But that, that you want it. You want it extinguished, yes. and then that—that's paired with we'll get rid of these things that are destructive, yeah. and we will restore and yeah. you know refresh and renew those mm-hmm. things that are life giving. Mm-hmm. And I think that that picture that the two go together, mm-hmm. I think is sometimes things we miss. We think of them as like opposite, you know, ends of the spectrum of how God works. When in actuality, they're both ways of new life. They're Mm -hmm. both ways of goodness. They're both ways of walking in what it is that Christ has done, that it's not just the resurrection, right? It's not just the cross. There's this pairing together that if it's only the cross, well— That's not great news, right? Oh, Christ died on the cross for you. The end. The
0: end. That's sad. What what do I even do about (laughs) that? It's the resurrection. Yeah.
1: And that the resurrection is also part of he walked in the depths of death and defeated it. Yeah. He really did die. Yeah. He didn't just pretend to die. Yeah. He really entered into that. So I think that that's even present in what you're talking about, that we're called to do the same. That's the pattern that you see God following, and then the beautiful passage that you just read about what we let reign and how we walk in life and being in the law under grace is that as a new creation, let the old pass, put it to death, Mm -hmm. take on the new.
0: yeah. I was turning my—you probably heard my like pages turning. Like, as you were saying that, I was remembering somewhere in this week, and I can't—oh, there it is, this language of hope, and it's in Day 9 in Romans 4. But like, Jessica, you're saying there's more than just that Christ died, but that we live. Like, Mm -hmm. that this hope, it's a hope that does not disappoint. Yes. And that we can hope against hope for this. And I even like, later where it talks about like, hope that does not disappoint, I'm just going like, oh— because we do have a lot of hopes that do, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have our own, like, I hope this, I hope that. But like there are true promises yeah. that do not disappoint. And that we, we know that life in Christ is not just a not yet, mm-hmm. but it isn't already. Yes. And so that's our hope right now. That's, that's our hope. hope today.
1: That's our hope. And that it's not a passive hope. Right. It's an active hope. It's a hope that drives you because we know where God is going with it, and Mm -hmm. because we know what's already true, it drives us to live differently. I I can get out of bed because I hope that if yesterday was a terrible day where the worst things happened— I can get out of bed because I hope that not only in one future day it will be made new that I believe that he's actively working right now to make it new Yeah, that, and that I can yeah. participate in that and not because I'm I'm not doing it right. I'm not controlling it mm-hmm. but that I'm living in it that if if you and You're I had living some living for
0: a living God right. who is restoring exactly. all things actively if, yes. if you
1: and I had some nasty conflict yesterday which we didn't mm-hmm. um, we like each other yeah we like yeah, each other and good. also it's a Monday yeah. so we were but let's say yeah. we had disagreement or discord well my hope isn't just like well one day in glory, me and Rachel will be, we'll be okay, we'll, be made, we'll be made new, we'll be restored, and that that day we won't fight, you know, whatever it could be, oh no, I can come and have a conversation because the spirit's working in me. Mm-hmm. And this is funny. We didn't have a fight yesterday. Uh, to this, be it, clear, it feels like we did.
0: But I didn't um, think of a f- good fight we've ever no, had. But listen.
1: But, but that's what in any relationship, if there's something that doesn't quite work, you can come back and say, Okay, mm-hmm. there's hope here mm-hmm. because the spirit's at work. Mm-hmm. There's hope mm-hmm. for something new today and in the future, Mm -hmm. and we get to live in that. And the scripture you quoted was so beautiful. Mm. But yeah, it's a hope that doesn't disappoint.
0: Doesn't disappoint. Doesn't disappoint. So... I'm already slightly forgetting what you told us at the beginning, that okay. second emphasis mm-hmm. for the study of the book of Romans. What were those chapters? Five through eight. Five through eight. Okay, okay, okay. So that does mean that you won't get to read it this week, but you have plenty of good to read this week, yep. listeners. But next week, you'll complete five yes. through eight, which it's a real climax. You're going chapter eight, The Believer's Triumph. Yes. And it just truly, like, so what you're reading at the second part of of week two of this week, is really leading you to and through Just something really wonderful that is waiting for you for next week. A
1: nice little cliffhanger
0: for your Friday. A nice little cliffhanger. Jessica, I mean, if you're not careful, we're going to keep having you back. You are such a fun guest. I love it. I feel like I, I learn every time you join us, and I hope our listeners do too. I'm sure they do. But also, just like, what a joy. I love the work we do, and I love getting to be on the podcast and talk about it. It's good. It's good. Okay. Well, friends listening, come back next week, of course. I mean, Believer's Triumph is waiting for you. It's waiting for you. But more importantly, this week open your Bibles. Like, be a woman in the Word of God every day this week. And y'all, this is like, we're only on day eight of this five-week reading plan. If you Mm -hmm. don't have a study book yet, shop SheReadsTruth.com. Go ahead and grab like a digital study book if you want it today. More and more people are loving the digital study book. I love that. But also, um, order one, and it'll come to you, and then you'll have it, and you'll make messy notes like Jessica and Amanda (laughs) and I do in them. But Listen, this is your kickoff for reading this week. So you heard us talk about it, but you've got to experience it for yourself. Like this is the transformative work of the like opening your Bible every day and asking the Lord like what he's showing you and just learning like what does it say, right? So be a woman or man in the word of God every day this week. Come back next week. All kinds of good things waiting for you next week. But until next week, Jessica Lamb. What do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles.